Hello and greetings to each of you this day. I am the host of the Being Love in Action podcast, Reverend Kenya C. Williams, a.k.a. the Agent of Love. I am your favorite grace girl, daughter of the King of Kings, and a disciple and lover of Jesus Christ. And I would like to invite you to walk with me on today as I share a word of encouragement. So grab your coffee or have a sip of tea with me while being encouraged, empowered, and even challenged as we learn through the gospel of Jesus Christ what it truly means to being love in action. Welcome, welcome, welcome to my Being Love in Action family. It is a new year. Yes, 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 yes. It is a new year. And as always, I am so excited to be back with you guys. It is the first podcast for the year. Yes, it is the first podcast of the year. Let's go 2023. I hope that you are just as excited as I am about this year and all of the things that we have to look forward to in 2023. I miss you guys. Yes, it's the first podcast of the year. It is Thursday, my time. I am in the United States. I know I have a global community that are listening. So it is actually Thursday evening um, in the U S I am in the Dallas, Texas area. So yes, it is, you know, it's, it's almost seven o'clock PM here. So I'm not sure what time it is where you are. Some of you who are listening, it is already the AM where you are. But again, I am so excited as always to be back with you guys. I am just so excited to get into the word that I want to share with you today. And just to, to, just to get back in touch with you guys. Um, you know, we, we are, um, a very, uh, growing family. Um, I'm so grateful for all of you who are, uh, tuning in. Some of you who are tuning in for the first time, welcome to the being love in action podcast. I pray something that is heard today encourages you not only to come back and listen again, but to also share the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ that you hear on my podcast. And also we're family. So hello again to all of my Blia, which is the Being Love in Action family that is all over the world. First, I want to start off. It's the new year, right? So everything is new. We know that in Christ, every day is a brand new set of mercies. But this is the year of victory. I want you to say that to yourself Year of victory. I am victorious. Say that again. I'm going to say it with you. The year of victory and I am victorious. So I want you to make sure that you say that. So today I'm going to do something a little bit different. I want to, you know, as we all have experienced 2022 collectively as a as a world and, and some of us as a nation and then in our individual lives and families, we all have experienced highs and lows in last year. Right. And I want to just, you know, in, in those highs and lows, there've always, there'll always be people that make impacts in our lives. Um, that, you know, especially if it's been a year that we've really experienced trauma and things that are affiliated with trauma and grief. 
And so, um, and then of course, not just the trauma and grief, but those are those great occasions or those happy occasions where we share with our loved ones. But I want to do something special today. I want to just, um, you know, I, I want to say shout out, but I want to say, I want to publicly honor, um, some people that, you know, I've already privately honored, um, many times to some of these most, to all of these people actually. Um, but I, I feel like it's necessary. And I think if you haven't done it, you know, find a way to do it. I think it, it's a good thing to honor those um, people that have really impacted your life. I'm a believer. Um, we don't, you know, the, the term is, is said that we don't give people their flowers enough, right? Well, I want to say not only their flowers, but give them that love, you know, acknowledge them. Everybody needs to know that they're valued in your life. And there are some people who have really just blessed me so much um, this year. Some who I don't know personally, or I did not know personally. And I believe that God divinely connected us. And of course, some of those who are in my life. And um, I just want to just, just give a, a shout out to these people and honor them publicly. Of course, my daughter's Rajay and Rajelle, who have always been from children. One I called uh, my strength and the other one, my blessing. So I want to thank God for my two daughters, uh, my young adult daughters who have truly been such a blessing to me to see them grow and be who they are. And um, I'm just so proud of them. And I thank God for their very lives. And of course, my granddaughters, Kamora and Danae, who are my, I like to call them, you know, my sunshine. I don't know if you guys have heard that song, Lovely Day. When I look at you, my, my granddaughters are my sunshines. My daughters, uh, you know, my granddaughters are my sunshines. And I just want to thank God for them. Every day I get to see their beautiful faces and kiss them and hug them and be able to be part of their lives is always a blessing for me. I also want to shout out my pastor, uh, Pastor Troy T. Johnson, the senior pastor of um, our ministry, his ministry, which is Fresh Start Community Church. He is so he's not just a pastor. He's family and um, he has gone beyond above and beyond to be connected to my family through, you know, since I've been under his ministry, but even more so um, through the last year and a half where my family has been in transition since the storm, um, you know, for those of this your first time, my family a year ago, we uh, were devastated by Hurricane Ida, um, which devastated many of uh, families uh, in the Gulf Coast region. I'm from New Orleans and it hit the New Orleans metro area. My my pastor and as well as my church family, Fresh Start Community Church in Houston, Texas, they stood by my family. They supported us not just prayerfully, but financially. And I want to thank God for them. Um, also, one of my dear sisters and prayer partners, Pastor Erica DeFalton, who is soon to be Dr. Uh, Erica DeFalton. Um, I thank God for her life, who has partnered with me and labored with me. Um, you know, it's always great to have people when you're in a season where you are needing to be poured into that can stand with you. And I thank God for her. I thank God for my best friend, Jerry Shorts, who is in New Orleans. I thank God for her life. She has, you know, just been such a pillar to me. Um, 
my friend, she is not only now considered a friend, but a sister friend and also a mentor, um, Janelle Harris. I call her Lady J, who has truly she is a newer person in my life, but she has definitely been a staple in my life and to my family this year. Um, and also, I thank God for Prophetess Kim Cash, who is when I say to you, this woman of God who has had her own issues um, in life and has been able to. And when I say issues, she's battling things that most people it would have taken them out or possibly a lot made them give up. But not only has she been able to deal with her own life and those things that have come at her with such grace, she has been able to pour into me this year. So that has truly been a blessing to me. I'm grateful also for um, Florence Mitchell, who is the grandmother of my granddaughter, who blessed my family, um, who opened her doors for my family when we had nowhere to go. Um, I thank God for her very life. She is truly family. I thank God for Anita and Joe Dawson, another family who opened their doors for my family um, through the whole transitioning and they blessed us. And I'm so grateful for them um, and all that they have done. Um, and there were many other family and friends, but specifically, I wanted to say their names out loud. Um, I thank God for my professor, doctor. Uh, well, I keep calling her doctor, but she is not a doctor as of yet. So I think I'm speaking it into existence, but for her, but I also want to shout out my professor at Dallas Baptist University in uh, Dallas, Texas, uh, uh, Professor Linda Zachary, who has truly been a blessing to me. I am also in school completing my degree. And so she has truly been a blessing to me last semester, um, which was truly um, a lot going on. But she is someone that encouraged me and has really labored with me. So I'm very grateful for her. And there's a couple of other people. I, I have to say this. I have to say there. I may not pronounce their names um, correctly. Um, there are my Nigerian now brothers who I met through the whole transitioning and leasing a place. But I want to just thank God for uh, Ben Ar Aranara. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it. So, Ben, if you're listening, please uh, forgive me for mispronouncing his name. He was such um, vocally involved in uh, uh, the transition of my family, leasing the new home that we're in. Also, I want to thank God for uh, my realtor, uh, Desiree Jacobs, who was also um, just wonderful labor with me. It, it got rough sometimes because it was really a stressful time um, for my family, as well as everybody who was really trying to get this deal done that really went above and beyond. So I thank God for Desiree Jacobs in her life. I thank God for Benedict Anachu, who is now the the owner of the home that I'm living in, who I'm leasing from. I thank God for him. Um, I believe there were many other people that were interesting. And um, for those who are leasing, honey, it's almost like buying a home these days, uh, which home ownership is soon in my future. But, you know, um, it's very competitive. So I thank God for uh, him using him to allow his heart to open to my family. And then there's another f very special family that I want to just say God, thank God for, which is Gary and Kelty Welch. 
Um, they are the ones who bought the home that I was current, that I was previously leasing that we found out four months into the lease after just, you know, finally getting situated, we had to move, but I thank God for them as well. They went above and beyond to ensure that my family were placed in the new home. And honestly, what makes it so special was because they didn't have any real reason to ensure that my family was in this new place. They were buying the home that I moved out of. And it's just a testament to what God does when he touches the hearts of others and they are obedient. These, this family, not only did they pray for my family as well and all of those who were involved, they, they financially gave a donation to my family. Um, and it was in such a way that initially I didn't know anything about it. They never told me anything. They just made it happen. And I'm just so grateful to them and for all the families um, and people that really blessed my family financially through everything we've experienced. And this was very recent because we just recently moved into our new place in November. So um, I just kind of wanted to share that with you guys, because a lot of times we forget who God really is to us and how much we mean to him. And I know sometimes we all have been through those places in those times in our lives where it's like, man, you know, um, what am I going to do? And God uses other people or he, I don't want to say use, he allows other people who are connected. And even if they're not connected to him, they have to be obedient to his will. And, and sometimes, you know, there'll be those moments, things will happen and we don't even realize what's happening sometimes and others are others who are connected to us may not realize who they are or what God is doing and I just had to really really say thank God for each and every one of the persons who I spoke of and these are I mean there were many more people but these uh, things that I called out today I just I just wanted to put their names in the atmosphere I'm I'm always continuing to praying for them um, because of their kindness towards my family um, and that means a lot to me. Amen. So I just wanted to just share that that with you guys. And um, I'm excited. Aren't you guys excited? And, to you know, if you haven't thanked those people that have meant so much to you this year, and, it, and it's not that it's to take away anyone else, but you know what I mean when there are some things that has happened are just people that have really stood by you in those really dark places. We got to let people know that we love them and we thank God for their lives. So if you haven't done that in 2021, I, in 2023, I'm sorry, I want you to make that list. And in that list, I want you to begin to make a list. And before the week is out, I give you I challenge you before the week is out because it doesn't have to be a long, drawn out process. I want you to call them if you haven't called them. Tell them that you not only love them, but they are appreciated, that they're celebrated and that they're loved and you're grateful for what they have done towards you. Amen. Well, listen, now that the niceties are out of the way, I am excited about getting into the word of God. And there's one other thing I, I don't want to forget. I want to share this with you guys now. 
I have had the pleasure and the honor of doing, um, being, having an exclusive interview with a wonderful magazine called She Exist Magazine. And I'm so grateful and honored to be um, in this magazine, the Grammy Award winners and um, gospel legends, Mary Mary are on the cover of this magazine, um, the gospel icon, Yolanda Adams. And I'm not sure if you know uh, the, I would say the, um, she's a Grammy winning, Grammy Award winning icon herself. Jody Watley is in this issue. And then there's the flip cover, which is He Exists. And Kenny Lattimore, who is a phenomenal singer, um, is in the magazine cover as well. I'm so excited to be a part of this. It's a luxury uh, magazine. It is a print. So um, I'm very excited. I think that this is probably, um, this article is probably one of my truly most heartfelt interviews that I've done. Um, I think this will be my sixth um, magazine interview that I've had uh, within the last couple of years. So I'm excited about that. Um, it's probably one of my most heartfelt ones because um, it really allowed me to just express and be a little vulnerable about what I have experienced in the last year. So I want to share that magazine with you. Please support it. Um, it's if you want to purchase and it is the holiday edition. So it was just released. I want to say at the ending of December. So, um, you know, and it's a, a special edition and you can go to www.sheexistmag.com. You can also go to my, um, website, which is www.gracegirl.org. And if you go to the, what's new, um, part of the, uh, what's new tab of my website. And you'll see the link there. If you would like to purchase, it will be a wonderful way. If you want to get to know a little bit more about me, that's a, it's a wonderful article and it's a wonderful publication to support. It features many, um, you know, heartfelt, uh, influencers, whether they're celebrities, entrepreneurs, women who are making a difference in their communities and much more. And they featured, um, I think this, I was among five other pastors and women of God who they featured and I was selected of women that are global. So that's a big deal to me. I'm very honored. And um, if you want to support it, you can definitely purchase it and um, they will ship it out to you. So I wanted to get that in before we get started with the podcast. So I, I started off, let's get started. I started off with sharing with everyone that 2023 is the year of victory, right? Year of victory. We will be victorious this year. I said it. You said it. Keep it on the tip of your tongue. Continue to uh, speak it out into the atmosphere. 2023, 2023 is the year of victory. That's important. And today I want to share with you Exodus. And I'll be coming from Exodus 10 through 27. So Exodus 10 through 27, and then I'll do some focus uh, on scriptures. Uh, so Exodus 14, I'm sorry, 10 through 27. And the focus scriptures will be Exodus 14 verses 13 and then verses 21 through 22. 
And then Exodus 14 verses 26 through 27. Okay. So today I just want to share a little bit about the year of victory. And what do I mean when I talk about 2023 being the year of victory? So let me just explain to you when I said I'm reading from, I'll be reading from Exodus. It's coming from Exodus 10 through 27. And you know how I feel, you know, I have to always give you some information because I can't assume that everyone who is listening, um, know anything about the Bible or, you know, maybe you do know, but I, I never like to assume anything. So I like to give some information, you know, who wrote the book. This, this book Exodus was written by Moses and the audience was the people are the people of Israel. And it was written during the time when they were considered in the wilderness, when Israel was finally released from captivity, from slavery out of Egypt. And this was at a point they were calling it the wilderness season. And the setting was God's people were in, who were in Egypt and once highly favored in the land now found find themselves slaves. And God is now about to set them free. And in fact, in Exodus 12 and 41, it says they were enslaved 430 years. And at the end of the 430 years to the very date, all God's people left Egypt. I'm going to repeat that again because I'm going to ask you the question. It says the people of God had been enslaved 430 years. And at the end of the 430 years to the very date, all of God's people left Egypt. Has there ever been a time in your life where it seems like you experienced something and maybe it was a something, it wasn't a good something because usually either the good things we remember or the bad things kind of linger a lot longer, especially when it seems it's been a long time. Can you imagine 430 years of being enslaved? Well, those of us as being an African-American um, and our ancestors who were enslaved, we can still, uh, that's still very, um, I can relate to that. You know, there, there are people who have been enslaved or maybe it wasn't enslavement in that context where you were being sold, but perhaps you were in prison. Um, you know, there are different types of uh, enslavement or trapment, but just think about it. Can you imagine a period of time in your life where something happened and then almost exactly to the date it happened again or there was a releasing that happened? That's what happened. The children of Israel now found themselves 430 years after to the exact date now being set free. Remember, we're talking about the year of victory, 2023, the year of victory. And I want to start off reading now Exodus 14, verse 13 through 14. So we've already got the understanding the children of Israel um, they were now finding themselves being let go by Egyptian ruler, the Pharaoh. And now they found themselves moving from that place, that land, the Egypt, Egypt, now going toward a place where God had prepared for them. Um, and so now they were now having to readjust not only their minds, but now their location and everything that they had been, had experienced. Now they were finding themselves in a transition. So here is 
Moses and the children of Israel leaving Egypt under duress, you know, the, you know, God. And if you haven't read the story, go back and read it. Moses returned 40 years after living in Egypt as considered a prince of Egypt. He was once part of the land of Egyptians. He was um, considered a leader. He was a, a, a son of the Pharaoh. And he found himself now on the outskirts at one point because he was he was not truly aware of his birthright. He was actually oppressing his own people. He was an Israelite by blood and by DNA, but he found himself wearing the garments of a Pharaoh's son, a Pharaoh's prince. He was considered the prince of Egypt, a son of Egypt. And now this, this young man who had, and I'm not saying he was necessarily harsh toward them, but actually he was in a place of privilege over them. He was not one that was bound to making bricks and mud and toiling day and night and getting up whether he was sick or tired. He found himself in a place of privilege. Now that's a whole nother subject for a whole nother day. But if I could just pause for there a minute, do you not understand that a place of privilege is not always one that we can, uh, uh, we ex we had a part to play in, you know, we're not, um, we're not privy to understanding the families that we are connected to. But I do believe that we have an accountability once we come to the knowledge and understanding of what's good and what's bad or what's right and what's wrong. And sometimes in privilege and, and because we have only been allowed to see certain things. And again, it's not necessarily a, a, a thing that has been done out of, um, of harm or intent to harm someone else. It's just what it is. We don't always have a say so about the families that we are connected to or in some cultures, the social caste system that we are connected to. But there, there is such a thing as privilege because that privilege also comes with accountability. And so here was a, a, a Moses in his heyday. He had the privilege of eating in the best eat eateries. He had the, 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 the best education. He had the best living quarters and standards, and he did not realize he had authority over the very people that he was connected to. In other words, he was also part of the ones that were being oppressed. Can we say that this is the year of victory? I want you to say it to yourself again. I am victorious. And this is the year of victory. Here was Moses living in a privileged palace. He was living in this place of privilege. And then when he realized, I don't know what happened, but I still say it was God. If we look back at it, absolutely it was God. He he was not one that liked what he saw. He didn't like the harshness of, of the leadership that he was connected to. And so what he did, he saw a, a foreman, um, being un, uh, unkind or too harsh to an Israelite slave and he killed him. Now, death was the, the, the law for anyone who killed an Egyptian. If a Hebrew killed an Egyptian, let alone another Egyptian, that the law was death. So here was the prince, a prince of Egypt who killed another Egyptian because of the treatment of what he was doing toward a slave. So as a result, Moses was banned out of Egypt. 
The only reason why he was spared is because the Pharaoh loved him and he loved him as a son. So he could not and he did not want that blood on his hand. So he exiled him. And as he was exiled, 40 years later, the exiled Moses returned to be the deliverer of his own people. I want you to say this is the year of victory. He returned 40 years later. I also want you to understand there is not a time stamp when God is in the midst of your life. When he's doing something for you, sometimes you just got to understand you got to go along for the ride. It may not always make sense why, and it doesn't always add up to how long, but it was 40 years that he returned turn back to deliver his people. Now here is Moses now at the place when he goes back to Egypt to set the people of God free. He did not go there and, and, and was able to say, I'm coming in the name of God and you got to release my people. You got to understand that that's not how real life goes because no real leader will allow anyone to come and take something away from them that they feel belongs to them. Now let's be honest. In the context of the worldview, they belonged to the it to Egypt because they were enslaved. But honestly, they were only allowed to be enslaved because they belonged to God. And the only reason why they were allowed to be enslaved for such a time was because their disobedience to the God that they serve. Now I'll leave that for another time because we got to remember there are consequences to our disobedience to God. So for 430 years, they were enslaved. Moses comes back to get them. And as a result of them, him and uh, uh, Pharaoh had some like a beating of the chest moment. You know, the one who has to be, you know, that alpha male. And, and of course, Pharaoh, who doesn't truly understand who God is, the I am that I am uh, of the true and living God. He served pagan gods. And so he served Baal. He believed that his gods were bigger than the true and living God. So he flexed his chest. He said, I'm not letting them go. And Moses said, okay, you're not going to let them go. He said, I'm going to give you 10 opportunities. Watch this to allow them to go. And as a result of that, God allowed 10 different plagues to plague the Egyptian land. And the very last plague was the one where the children of Israel, in order for the, the plague or the death angel that came through and killed the firstborn of the Egyptians and their slaves, what saved the Israelites was that they were to put the blood of the lamb over their doorpost. So now after those 10 plagues, Pharaoh's firstborn dies, his any Egyptian firstborn. So there was crying throughout the land. So Pharaoh finally says, you know what? Let these people go. My, uh, my land is now being plagued with death. Let them go. Just, I don't care. Just get them out of here. So that's the scene that has been set. The Egyptians are now at that place and they're saying, okay, God, what are, you know, what are we going to do? Mo, uh, Pharaoh allows them to leave. So now we're getting to the point where we're, we're talking about the victory. 
understand this wasn't a victory that was necessarily easily received. They had to do some work for it. I want you to understand that we have to be participatory in our victory. We have to be participatory in our lives. We have to participate in order for God to move in our lives. Amen. And so now the children of Israel have been released from Pharaoh's uh, uh iron hand. They're no longer enslaved. And so verse 13 and 14 and Exodus 14 says this, Moses answered the people, do not be afraid, stand firm and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians you see Today, you will never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. Now, what I left out before I read this text is that now that the, the Pharaoh lets the children of Israel go, God hardens his heart. Do you not understand that God is the great architect of everything? He's so mindful of everything and every person or persons that are involved. And so he hardens the heart of Pharaoh. And now that Pharaoh's heart is hardened. The children of Israel are out of the land of Egypt now. And so they're on their way to the land that God has promised them. And Pharaoh is sitting back probably on his throne, looking at the fact that there are no more slaves to do whatever needs to be done in his kingdom. And the word says God hardened Pharaoh's heart. And now Pharaoh says, you know what? I'm going to take back what's mine. So Pharaoh gathers all of his army and his men. And he says, I will pursue them and bring them back. And then God says to the children of Israel, because now in the distance, the children of Israel hear the chariots in the distance. They hear the army and they begin to get afraid. I want you to understand sometimes situations can cause you to feel hostile or discouraged, just like the Israelites felt trapped. In the Israelites' uh, uh, circumstance, it was an army that was pursuing them. They became hostile and discouraged. I mean, they had been enslaved. They had experienced all types of hardships. It's human nature. What is that, that situation in your life that caused you to feel hostile or discouraged? That allowed you to feel trapped in this situation. It was the army pursuing the Israelites. Maybe it's a relationship. Maybe it's a marriage. Maybe it's a friendship. Maybe it's family issues. Maybe it's a job. Maybe it's your social uh, uh, caste system. Maybe it's poverty. Maybe it's a governmental system. What is that thing? I want you to understand what God is showing right here in verses 13 and 14, that God is the voice of victory. I want you to catch that. That's the first thing. God's voice is the voice of victory. He will give you the blueprint to follow through the word of God in prayer and through others. How can you say that woman of God? What did he say? Moses answered the people, do not be afraid, stand firm, and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring to you today. God told him to tell the people, don't be afraid, stand firm. Stand firm didn't mean don't move. They had to continue to move. It means stand firm on your faith. Uh, uh, be rooted and grounded in your belief. Be rooted and grounded in what you know that you know that you know in the word of God and through prayer. 
and through the word of leaders who have proven themselves to be leaders of God, not of their own volition, not of their own uh, emotions, but men and women who you know that are seeking the face of God and hearing from God. And then Exodus 14 and 21 says, then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea and all that night, the Lord drove the sea back with a strong east wind and turned it into dry land. The waters were divided. 22. And the Israelites went through the sea on dry ground with a wall of water on their right and on their left. Do you not understand? The second thing I want you to understand in the year of victory, you got to know that God orchestrates the victory. I just read it to you. He told them to don't be afraid verses 13 through 14. And I said to you, God is the voice of victory. He gives you the blueprint. Amen. He sets the tone for you. And then in, in the second thing I want you to catch is that God produces the victory. What did it say? He said, Moses stretched out his hand over the sea and all that night, the Lord drove the sea back with a strong east wind and dry land. The Israelites went through the sea on dry land. They were, they were afraid because they were up against the army pursuing them. And there was a body of water that they could not drink or swim across. And God said to Moses, Stretch out your hand and the sea parted. They were trapped with an army and a natural body of water. But God, who is the orchestrator, remember the one who creates, the one who manufactured, he created the sea. Therefore, he had the ability to utilize Moses because God uses our, our human experience experiences to demonstrate his divine orchestration, his divine architecture, his divine manufacturer. He is the great I am. God said, Moses, stretch out your hand and watch the people of God walk through the very thing or pass through the very thing that had them trapped. God is the voice of victory. That's the first thing. God produces or orchestrates the victory in your life. And the third thing I want you to remember is that God vindicates the victor. In other words, God is the vindicator. Listen to Exodus 26 and 27. Then the Lord said to Moses, stretch out your hand over the sea. So that the waters may flow back over the, the Egyptians and their chariots and horsemen. Now, remember, he told him to stretch out his hand. This was at nighttime. He said all night they went through. Remember the Pharaoh, God hardened Pharaoh's heart. So they were just so angry. They were oblivious to the fact that they were walking into their own death. Do you know sometimes people follow leadership or they'll follow their own emotions unto death and they can see the thing. You don't think they saw that water, but in their mind, they were so blinded by rage that they did not think about the fact. Well, 
the God that they're serving, why would he allow us to cross over the same path that they cross over to capture them when he set them free? Why would God do that? They didn't think in that context. And what it says in verse 27, watch this. Moses stretched out his hand over the sea and at daybreak, watch this. The sea went back to its place. The Egyptians were fleeing toward it and the Lord swept them into the sea. God vindicates the victor. He is your vindicator. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you 2023 for being the year of victory. I don't know what that Red Sea in your life has been. I don't know what those things that have made you feel trapped. I don't know what those things are the circumstances that made you feel hostile or discouraged. But remember, beloved of God, that he is the voice of victory, that God is the orchestrator of your victory and God is your vindicator. Come on, bless the name of the Lord on today. Listen. God is so amazing. He loves us so much that he gave his only son for you and I. You know, I like when the prophet Isaiah say, even on our best days, we're like filthy rags. We're not even worthy. But that's how much he loves us. He says, for we all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And we all have been justified freely by his grace through redemption. Listen, if you're listening. And maybe you're listening and you say, you know, I've heard about this Jesus before. I've heard about God. I've heard about the Holy Spirit, but I don't really know anything about him. Listen, it's simple. You know, I have a, a dear sister who says, you know, I've, I let the word. I remember she gave in a testimony and she doesn't mind me sharing it because she shared it publicly. She said, I've allowed the world to do what it wants to me. But now I'm in a place in my life where I allow God to do whatever he wants to do to me. I pray today, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. It just takes a simple th- prayer. You know, it, it doesn't take a whole lot. It just it's a heartfelt thing. And it says, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That's Romans 10 and 9. And Romans 6 and 23 reminds us that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ. These fleshly bodies will die one day, but the gift of eternal life is through Jesus Christ. That's the only way. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And he says, whoever comes to the Father must come through the Son. So I pray with you today, if you don't know him as Jesus Christ, as your Lord and Savior. I pray today before this podcast is over that you pray the prayer of salvation, whatever that means to you, whatever your heart says for you to cry out to God. I promise you he will hear you. And if you're listening today and maybe you you are believing Christ, but maybe you've been so torn and broken and so many things have 
happened in your life. Maybe you believe that God has not listened to you. I pray right now in the name of Jesus that you rededicate your life to Christ. He's listening. He's waiting. He loves you. The enemy is the father of lies. He wants you to think that you are abandoned. He wants you to think that God does not hear you. There is nothing that you could ever do that could separate you from his love. That is his word. So I plead with you today, don't let another day, don't let another hour go by and you not pray and you ask God however you can. It doesn't matter the language he created you. He know about your culture. He know about everything concerning you. But I tell you this, he loves you, my brothers and sisters. He loves us. And if you feel like you would like us to pray with you. I will pray with you. You can reach us on comment, leave a, leave a message, email us. I always leave that information, you know, in the description. You can leave a comment. We'll pray for you. I have prayer warriors that are connected to this ministry, to the Being Love in Action podcast that pray with me. But I personally will pray for you. Amen. Well, listen, I thank you for tuning in today and I pray that you were blessed through the word of God. If you would like to connect with us, share your testimonies or how you were blessed through the podcast, send us a prayer request. Listen, leave your comments in the comment section. You can email us. I leave the email information in the description. Um, you can contact us. I'm, I'm still, you know, learning this whole Twitter stuff. So listen, I'll leave the information in the description box, but you guys can reach out to us. Continue to know that we love you. I, I we, we love you guys so much. I love you guys so much, and I'm grateful for each and every one of you. And until next time, remember this. These three remain faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. And that's 1 Corinthians 13 and 13. And my prayer for you is Psalms 121, 7 through 8, that the Lord will keep you and your families from all harm, that he will watch over your lives and that the Lord will watch over your coming and going both now and forevermore. Now go out into the world and be love in action. And it is I, Kenya C. Williams, the agent of love. Until next time, be blessed.